I said this phrase last week, and Kim Bontrager called me on it. I, I just want to say big, good phrases, and then you all go, ooh, that's awesome, and then walk away, okay? But she's like, what is the theology of all things? I said, I did a little deal. You know, I want you to listen to it. I want all our team to listen to it. I want the church and the city. I want leaders to. I believe that the Bible develops a theology for all things, for every circumstance, for everything we go through, okay? The good, the bad, and the ugly. And I believe the Lord wants us to get our hearts around that. So Kim had texted, hey, I'd like to hear some of that theology of all things. I'm like, really? So I'm going to do it. Part one, because of Kim Bontrager. A theology of, for glory and a theology for groaning. A theology for glory and for groaning. We call, okay, the Bible provides all that we need to know about who God is and how he wants us to think about everything. I developed that last week. The purest form of theology is the study of God. But really what we mean in the broader sense is, yeah, God, what we think about him, but what he wants us to think about everything else. That's theology. I believe that we need a theology for all things. The church, watch, must be delivered from the either-or delusion into, and brought into a biblical both-and reality. We think, is it sovereignty or free will? Then we're going to, I'm going to choose my camp. What are you doing? Your Bible says both. He's absolutely sovereign, and you have choices. Does everybody know that? Is it breakthrough and he always gets me out? Or is it sometimes I suffer? Yes. Is it healing or is it sickness? Yes. Is it life always in it or is it death? Yes. That's what I mean by that. The church must be delivered from that. It's either or. Think bigger. God's bigger. And the church has thought so small and thought we had to choose camps against each other. I just think it's wrong. Today, we'll look at developing a theology of glory and groaning. In Romans 8, 16, it says, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we're the children of God. And if children, then we're heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided, what a sentence, we're, we're the heirs of Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. <laughs> For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, which are many, are not worth comparing with the glory that's to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. God's the one, by the way, that did that. God subjected the creation to futility because of the decisions of a devil and an Adam, yes. But God, he did, the devil didn't do it in hope. God did it in hope that the creation itself will one day be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been doing what? What's creation doing? It's groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And watch, verse 23, and not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit and have been ruined by that, by the way, because we've touched heaven and it's not all here yet. We who have touched the, and had the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we eagerly wait for the adoption of sons and the redemption of our bodies. Do you see what this passage says? This passage parallels you and I with creation. Creation is groaning right now with hurricanes, earthquakes, storm patterns, corruption and death and trees dying and animals eating each other. The wolf and the lamb will lay down one day together. 
and it, they will have a party, okay? It will be good. That's not now. Right now, corruption is in the created order. It's decaying. There's entropy, okay? And because of it, creation is groaning. And what he says is, not only is creation groaning, but you and I are. Why? Because of corruption. I got it in my body right now. I'm completely saved and in Christ right now in front of you, got eternal life. I'm not waiting to start eternal life. I've got it right now. But I'm also standing in a body that's affected by corruption. Ask my back. Ask my left knee. I know and believe that glory can break through, and I also know that it's appointed once to man to die. I'm being restored inwardly right now. I'm being renewed inwardly right now, and I'm wasting away. I'm doing both. Don't either or me. It's both happening. My soul is delighting with the fruits of God. I'm so happy. And then I'm troubled and I'm groaning, unsatisfied with what I see. Anybody else living here? That's why I said it's you get the first truth of the Spirit, it messes you up. You could have just kind of stumbled along dumb and, you know, unwittingly through in an unsaved life and never been taste, tasted the glory of God and known there was more. You could have just been an unbeliever, tried to get a little drink, get a little sex, get a little high, get a little out of the pain. But worse than that's happened to us. I got more than alcohol. I got more than a couple good experiences. I touched heaven. I touched heaven. And it satisfied me deeper than I'd ever been satisfied and made me more miserable on planet Earth. All at the same time. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We should be the most happy and most miserable people on the planet right now. Because this is not right. And he's so right. And this is not right. And he's so right. You need a theology of glory and of groaning. Because both are happening. Glory is simply the manifestation of God's presence and working now and in the future. It's God breakthrough. It's what emanates out from him. It takes longer to unpack the word glory, but it's glory. Glory is what comes out from him, okay? Groaning is simply the manifestation of unfulfilled longing in the midst of corruption and suffering as we long for glory. So you've got glory, which is all God stuff, and we've got groaning, which is us groaning because we don't have all the God stuff yet. In this life, you will experience glory and groaning. So my theology for glory now and in the future is rooted in verses like 817, that we're fellow heirs and provided that we suffer and we will be glorified with him. John 1.14, the word became flesh. We've seen his glory, the glory of the Son and the Father. It's here now. 2 Corinthians 4.6, he made light shine out of darkness to see the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ, the gospel. Glory now. And my God will meet all my needs according to his glorious riches. I've touched glorious provision. I believe in glory now, in part, and glory in full coming later. I got a theology for that. It makes me believe. It makes me pray. It makes me stand strong. It's awesome. But I've also got a theology for groaning. I believe in groaning. I believe that I've got Bible for groaning, okay? And my theology for groaning is rooted in verses like Romans 8.22. For we know that the whole creation's been groaning, and not only creation, but also us. We are groaners. Biblically, you're to be a groaner. In fact, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul will say, For we know that if we have a tent that is our earthly home, if it's destroyed, we also have a building from God, a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to be put. Or have, I've got a theology for groaning. I believe in groaning. I think it's weird if you're not groaning. 
I think it's weird if you're not believing for glory and trusting for breakthrough and revival, and I think it's really weird if you don't have a theology for groaning and suffering and the lack of breakthrough. And I know this, that God wants you to have both so the devil can't assault your faith. If you camp in one, it's all glory, nothing bad ever happens, which no one ever has happened for them, by the way. No one. They can, they can act like they are, but they don't. And then they deny that there's trouble and persecution and pain, okay? They get there. The devil will accuse them, get them twisted up, and people are either not going to believe them and think they're fake, or they're going to get into condemnation because they don't have enough faith. But I've got a theology for the other side, too. I believe that we will have trouble in this world. We will have trouble. We're going to have pain. And I believe both keep my faith going. So I said it last week. I'm, I'm believing for my son's hip that's weak and he's limping. I'm believing for breakthrough. And I also believe that God could move through that in a powerful way if he delays in it for a while. My son will have an eternal resurrection hip forever. He's going to run with Jesus. I don't know if Jesus runs, but Elijah did. Elijah was out running chariots, right? We'll run with Elijah. We're going to run. I said it last week. Joni Erickson Tata will walk and run forever with these thousands of people she's led to Jesus. <laughs> but she groaned and she believed in glory, both at the same time. This is my problem with sometimes the evangelical church lives in the groan and sometimes the charismatic church just lives in the glory. And I'm like, do both. Do both. Because your Bible does both. You don't have to be scared of either one of them. The evangelicals are scared to death of the glory breaking in. The charismatics are scared to death the groan's going to break in. Suffer, oh my gosh, we tired we suffered. No, don't, stop it. The Bible predicted it. It's God being faithful. If you get your faith going around that, then a theology for glory and groaning will be essential. It'll help you to live by faith in all circumstances and to beat a lying devil off of your soul who believes that that certain circumstance is outside the touch of your father. It's a lie. It's a lie. He is involved in every circumstance. He's moving in them. Some he's changing, some he's changing slowly, and some he may not change until the resurrection. And I'm not sure you get to decide. And so may the Lord help you have a theology of these things. Father, set this in our hearts. Let your people be equipped in a theology for breakthrough and glory and for kickback and groaning. Bible people, not cherry-picking the Bible. All of it we want in Jesus' name.